Well, let's recap a little. <clears throat> Again, Perig Beis discussed what the neshama is, what its substance is. Perig Gimel, we're talking about the components of the neshama. Last week, we already learned that the neshama, the components of the neshama are divided into two different categories. We're talking about the nefesh alikis. The nefesh alikis has three intellectual components and seven emotional ones. And we are right now in the middle of exploring the intellectual faculties, components of the neshama. So we started off talking about the, the three intellectual um, faculties there called Chachma, Bina, and Das. And without, uh, without further ado, I think last week we spoke about Chachma and Bina already. And today we're going to focus more on the, um, on the Midas and on Das. Again, we're starting with Bira Inyan, which is uh, page Zion, Peir Gimel, first page of Peir Gimel, three words from the end of the page. Bira Inyan. To understand that which we just said, we just talked about. Maybe there are other copies on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 is the next page after that. Okay. We are moving now from page Zion to page 14. So before we said very cryptically, we brought down from the Sefer Yitzira that there are Shalish, Imais, and Shavak Fulais, which means that there are three intellectual capacity, um, faculties to the Neshama. They are the Imais, they are the source for the emotion, the, uh, of the emotional faculties of Bir Inyan. Ki hineim ha-seichel she-benefesh ha-maskelas Page 14. The seichel, the intellect, which is she-benefesh ha-maskelas, which is in the nefesh, the intellectual nefesh. Shehu ha-maskel kol davar. The faculty of intellect is that which understands everything. Nikra b'shem Chachma. So the very first intellectual faculty is called Chachma, which is Koyachma. It is called the faculty of Ma. Ma meaning, what is this? Because it's undefined. Chachma is somewhat undefined. Meaning, for example, if we, um, <clears throat> when a person has an idea, When a person imagined that uh, a person is thinking for a long while, trying to figure something out, trying to come up with an idea. I know this uh, from personal experience. This happens to me very often because my job is I'm a writer. I have to write articles and I have to write lessons. So uh, a lot of my time is spent uh, just uh, thinking. What's the opening? Sorry? What's the opening sentence? What's the opening sentence? What's the middle? The what's end? the middle? What's the big idea? What's the flow of the, uh, of the, of the uh, story? Right. And in a similar way, you know, every time you come to, to share, you prepare a class, the same thing, you're thinking. Because there's one thing is to give over the information, to translate, and the question, then you have the big, what's the bigger idea that, I, that uh, you want to transmit in the, in the class? So the first thing that comes to your mind is a flash, 
It's a flash of an idea. And um, that flash is very vague. It's very undefined. Um, that flash then afterwards, that uh, seminal idea has to be unpacked. It has, to be, uh, it has to be worked out. You have to understand it fully. But the truth is that everything that you understand later and everything that you figure out, and the more you build on that idea, but it's all based on that one, that one flash of inspiration that you receive. That flash of inspiration is called Chachma. That's the Chachma, the idea that falls into your head. Chachma is an idea which, where does it come from? It comes from somewhere deep inside you. And that idea, when it falls in your head, is called Chachma. And that's why it's called Koyachma which means the faculty, the power of ma. Ma means what is it, because it's not yet, you can't weigh it, you can't measure it. It's still in a very uh, embryonic stage. It's still very undeveloped, the idea. It's still ma. It's still, you can't... Um, what is this? Right, what is it? You can't give it over. The next intellectual faculty is bina. And bina is taking that idea and building on it and expanding it and understanding it, and internalizing it, and assimilating it, and all these things, until finally it makes sense, and you have something, a full-fledged idea, which is very defined. Second stage. Bina. The second stage is Bina, right. So you say Koyach would mean it's a theoretical stage? Koyach, there, everything is a Koyach. You're asking why it's called Koyach Ma. Everything is a Koyach. It's Koyach HaChachman, Koyach HaBinan, Koyach HaDas. It's theoretical, it doesn't, it's like something, you're working on an hypothesis? Or the reason why it's called... It's a flash. How do you define that fl flash of, uh, of, of Das? If we'd be able to define it, it wouldn't be called Koyach Ma. First of all, Chachma is Koyach Ma, because all you have to do is take the first two letters of the word and, and transpose them, and instead of having Chachma, you have Koyach Ma. Everything is called a koyach. That means we have the potential for everything. I have the koyach for chachmah, koyach for bina, koyach for das, koyach for, 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 for chesed, um, and even more physical. I have koyach hariya and koyach hashmiya. Don't get too caught up in the word koyach. Koyach means a faculty, basically. So chachmah is the, is the koyach, is the faculty, the ability, the human ability, which is ma, which is still undefinable. It's still undefined. So, two lines from the top. When you take this potential of Chachma and you actualize it by doing what? The person contemplates to understand this concept, to understand it well, to understand it to its depth. This is all you're building upon that Chachma which fell into your head. So Nikra Bina, that's called Bina. Bina is comprehension, understanding. So in English, they, they, they um, translate Chachma, usually translated as wisdom. It's not necessarily a completely accurate translation. But wisdom means, it means uh, more, it's hard, I don't know if there's any one English word that encapsulates what the word Chachma is. But it's definitely uh, the inspiration that comes from within. And Bina is comprehension and understanding. Chachma and Bina throughout Kabbalah are called Abba Ve'ima, the father and the mother. And they give birth to the love of Hashem and the fear of Hashem. 
as we'll see soon, that uh, how that works, how the process works, how we arrive from intellect to emotions. And the reason why Chachma and Bina are called the father and the mother, so the analogy is also very clear, that just like the contribution, the physical contribution of the father is also is a very uh, undefined, it's a more of a, potent, and more of a potential state. We're talking about uh, the drop of sperm that's, uh, that is the father's contribution to the child. And the child is developed and fully formed by the mother and the mother's womb. So that's a perfect analogy for Chachma and Bina. Chachma is the father, but it's still very, very undefined, and everything is more in a, poten- in a state of potential. And then in Bina is where the child was actually born, the children over here referring to the Midas, referring to the emotions. How does this process work? Says the intellect and the mind of the intellectual soul. When it meditates deeply, into the greatness of Hashem, Almin and thinks and considers how Hashem fills all the worlds, and he surrounds all the worlds. And everything relative to Hashem is nothing. So we're not going to go into this too deeply, but uh, and later Prakim of Tanya will do this, but actually Memalakal Almen and Sevav Kalalmen, Akulakamekalakshiv are three different levels of godliness. Memalakal Almen is a lower level of godliness, that's the level of godliness that um, enters the world and um, relates to the world and the world can relate to it. Sevakalman encomp- is the level of godliness that encompasses and surrounds the world, meaning that it re- always remains transcendent and beyond. We're not talking about physically um, surrounding it, but it always remains transcendent and above the consciousness of anything in the world. And then there's Hashem Himself, who's Kula Kamekalachshiv, who the whole world and everything within it is absolute nothingness to Hashem compared to Him. So when a person thinks deeply into Hashem and thinks of how great Hashem is, how He fills the world, how, how He transcends the worlds, how all the worlds are nothing compared to Him. So what is the immediate emotion? What is the immediate corresponding emotion that is born within a person? What would you say? Oh, oh. oh very good. So Noilda Vinis immediately is born and is awakened Midas Yiras Haremimus Bemoichai. The first thing is you have in your mind what's called Yiras Haremimus. Yiras Haremimus literally means fear of greatness, but the word fear is inadequate over here. Awe is better. If anyone ever stood in the presence of greatness, then you know what Yiras Haremimus is. I uh, I had this chus of um, being by the being by the Rebbe and uh, being by his fabrengans and passing by and receiving dollars from him. So I don't need anyone to explain to me what Yiras Haremimus means. That when you passed by the Rebbe, so it, it, it was. Again, the word frightened isn't the correct word over here. Cool. It's awe, but but it bears resemblance to fright. It was very scary in a certain way. But it's not fear of punishment or fear of any particular consequence. It's a certain um, feeling of incredible and intense humility in the greatness in, in, in the presence of greatness. So when one thinks into the greatness of Hashem, the first thing is that in one's mind, one has this tremendous yiras harem, was this reverence and awe, um, it shares characteristics with fear, the feeling that it, that, that it causes within. Yeah. I was with my wife in Yechidut with the Rebbe for half an hour. 
and you couldn't open his face. Right. That's the light that you're talking. You couldn't just really? open his face. Wow. Yeah. I was talking to him with the Ben and my grandfather, and the, sh the Gabbai uh, opened the door. To, he said, Machtete, close the door. We do, uh, half an hour. Away. Your grandfather was the Ben Ishchai? Ben Ishchai's Shochet. Uh -huh. So he wanted to hear stories about it. Very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, t I could totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Mimale Kolamen is imminent. The Sevi Kolamen is transcendent. Transcendent. And why? He, he, uh, he's, uh, he's imminent because everything has no I'm aware, and yeah. per, I, I, we could have spent the entire year discussing these three terms, Memala and Soivev and Kula Kameh yeah. and perhaps we will at a later time in Tanya, but purposely because it's not the subject of the Perik, so I glossed, I, I glossed over it. So again, immediately when a person contemplates the greatness of Hashem, so is born a Yiras Haremus Bemoiche this incredible awe in one's mind and one's thoughts, Lira to fear all his boishish and to be ashamed. Migdulasa Yizbarach. Because of Hashem's greatness. Hashem's greatness, She'ein la soifetachlis, which has no end, it has no limit. Upachad Hashem beliboy. First comes Yiras Haremus Bemoiche, first in your mind. You have this awe, and that actually leads then into the, the heart, a feeling of Yiras Hashem and fear of Hashem in the heart. But that's not the only result of thinking into Hashem's greatness. There's another midah, another, another emotion that's also born from this very same contemplation. And what is that? Veshuv, and afterwards, Yislahiv Libai, one's heart will become ablaze. Bi'ava Azov, the tremendous love, Kirish Be'esh, like a burning fire, like flames of fire, Bechashekah, with, with, uh, with a desire, and a yearning, and a craving, and a soul that is thirsty, thirsty for the greatness of Hashem. And this is what's known in Chassidic terminology as when the Neshama literally wants to, it wants to leave, and it wants to connect to Hashem. And this is described by David HaMalach in Tehillim, this feeling, this emotion, this tremendous Powerful, fiery love to Hashem. Kedixiv. David HaMelech felt it. You, you could. That's what we're going to figure out. By the time we finish the Spirit, you'll realize you also could. And not, maybe not in the level of David HaMelech, but uh, that uh, the goal is. Which one is the it? Right. Kedixiv, as it says in the Apostle, My heart yearns, uh, my soul yearns. And the word kalsa means, it's hard to translate. The word kalsa means it, 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 it's. It's. it's no. It's le it's in the end, all over. It's being drawn. It's being attracted, very, very strongly attracted. V'goymer, uksiv in the pasuk says also by David Amalach, some anafshi lelekim. My heart, my 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 soul thirsts for Hashem. V'goymer, uksiv then it says some alach anafshi v'goymer. My that my my heart so my soul thirsts for you. V'atzimoyin whom Yisoido Eishah benefshalakis. This thirst comes from the element of fire, which is in. The neshama, as the people who uh, you know talk about human nature, 
they describe this. In other words, earlier on in Perik Aleph, we spoke about how the Nefesh HaBahamis has four different elements. And we spoke about the different Midas, the different, um, the different um, uh, character traits that come from these four different elements. Remember, we spoke that by the Nefesh Bahamis, from fire, from the element of fire, from the Nefesh Bahamis comes anger and comes arrogance, for example. But the Nefesh Lakis also has four holy elements. But from the whole, but from the fire of the Nefesh Lakis comes the thirst. Just like fire is constantly uh, lifting upwards, the fire of the Nefesh Lakis is constantly lifting up and thirsting for Hashem. The same thing it says also in Yitzchayim. That the element of fire is in the heart. And that's where the love comes from, the love for Hashem, the burning love. The yisoid of water, the element of water is is in the mind, because the mind is, is colder and more rational and logical and more relaxed. Lechus means moisture. As it says in Yitzchayim, Sha'anun Shehibichin is Chachma, that the water in the Nefesh Elokis is Chachma, Shanik Ramayim Shebenefesh Elokis. I know we're glossing over these few lines because, again, it's a little it's a little parenthetical discussing the water and the fire in the Nefesh Elokis. So what do we have over here? We discussed the process, and this is very, very foundational to what Chabad is all about. Chabad is about the process. Chabad is not about, you know, you want to... Chabad is Chachma Bina Das, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So you might want to think that people who are truly Chabad Chassidim are very, very cerebral people. And they're busy, they're, they live in their heads. And they're detached from their emotions. But that, that's, not, that's not the case at all. The whole point of Chabad, the whole function of Chabad, the whole po- function of the intellect is to give birth to emotions. The whole point is that by understanding Hashem's greatness and meditating upon and contemplating Hashem's greatness, then that impacts the heart and that creates the Ahava Vayira, the love and fear of Hashem. As the Pasuk says, Da Esalakei Avicha, know, understand the God of your father, Vavdeu believe Shalim, and through that you can serve Hashem with a perfect heart. Because in order to impact the heart, you need to start with the mind. It's called the you know you have uh, you have Reaganomics trickle down uh, economics. So so this is um, it's also called trickle down right? So this is trickle down spiritual economics. That you start you start with the head instead of because it's very popular and it's much easier to start with the heart. You know to read something which is inspiring or to uh, you know to become inspired, but that doesn't that's not lasting. It's not doesn't last long. When you start from the top, when you start from the very top, when you start with the head, and you develop a real understanding of Hashem, and you take the time to dwell on that and to think about it deeply, then what that causes is afterwards corresponding emotions, and those emotions are much more stable. So those, that is, again, that is the composition of the Nefesh Elikis, the internal composition, the psychology of the Neshama, is that it's made up of intellect and emotions, and the emotions need to be created by, for the emotions to be real and sustainable, they need to be created and born from the intellect and from understanding of Hashem. So here we discussed Chesed and Gvura, the two emotions of Chesed and Gvura, which are also, they're synonymous with Ahava and Yira. Ahava is synonymous with Chesed, both the same idea. Ahava and Chesed are both about a feeling of closeness, a feeling of drawing near. 
Gevura and Yira are both about drawing back and a feeling of, uh, of distance. And both of these come from the, from the intellect, from the Seichel. And Ava and Yira, Chesed and Gevura are the two primary emotions. All the other, even though we said before there are seven emotions, and elsewhere in Tanya will talk more about the other emotions, specifically in Negeris HaKodesh, but all the other seven emotions are branches of and derivatives of Chesed and Gevura. Meaning just like their primary colors and everything comes from them. So you have Chesed and Gevura, the primary emotions. Those are the two emotions. One is drawing near and one is um, moving back, withdrawing. And all the other emotions are derivatives of and combinations of, of Chesed and Gevura. So Veshar Hamidus Kulan, Hen Anfei, Hayir Ava, all the other emotions are branches of fear and love. Vitil they say, and they are their uh, descendants. Commission is Barba Makamacher, as is explained elsewhere. No. But we left something out. For those of you who might have noticed, we discussed what Chachma is. We discussed what Bina is. But we didn't, we didn't discuss Das. What's Das? So Das is commonly translated as knowledge. Knowledge, the end result. But what's between Bina and Das? You have to develop. And why did we skip it? Okay. Let's look what? That's correct. He's quoting a Rashi, which uh, says what well, explains what Bina is, which is compatible with what Alter Rebbe is explaining. He said that there's a Rashi that says that Bina is Maven Dover Mitoich Dover, means to be able to extrapolate one idea from another. And that's Bina, that's the process of the Chachma is one idea, and then the Bina is taking that and building on that and building other ideas and building further and further, and that's the concept of what Bina is. But what is Das? What is Das? Vadas, humiloshin, vaadam, yadas, chava. Das means connection. Das is not usually translated as connection, but in the biblical sense, when we say vaadam, yada, es chava, that Adam knew Chava that means that Adam was intimate with Chava that means he was connected to her Das means connection it means connection and attachment what does this mean in terms of the intellectual capacity of Das it means connecting one's mind that means connecting one's mind to the idea that one is contemplating in a very, very strong bond. And it means firmly, firmly uh, putting one's, embedding one's mind. And thinking about the greatness of Hashem. And not to, not to get distracted. Because even someone who has a lot of chachman bina, he's a chacham and a novin. He is very wise and very understanding, and he knows a lot about the greatness of Hashem. He may, however, if he doesn't connect his mind and contemplate strongly and regularly, he will not give birth in his nefesh and in shama to real, sustainable, and true emotions of avanira. 
Ki'im dimyoyna shav. Fleeting delusions. Valkena, therefore, hadas ukiyam hamidas v'chayusam. Das is what gives the life and the energy and the sustenance to the midas. V'ukoyru chesed u'gvura. It includes chesed u'gvura because das, depending on how you connect your mind, it'll lead you either to chesed or to gvura, to love or to fear. Pirush avav anafeha v'yirav anafeha. This means love and its branches and and fear and its branches. So then it's the baby of Kochma and Bina. Yeah, both of them then you have... You can't have Das without Kochma and Bina, right? Correct. You, the you cannot have Das without Kochma and Bina, but Kochma and Bina without Das are pretty worthless. And and for the rest of today's year, we're going to talk about Das, because Das is... See, is the Das like an end product of Kochma and Bina? It's a product of this? No, not necessarily. You, you still got to work more on it. Yeah, so yeah. How, does the, how does that Das differ from Bina now? We're going to talk about that at length. They sound similar, but we'll see how, we'll see how they're very different. <coughs> and Das is... Um, something which a lot of us are missing and is pivotal in many areas of life and especially and specifically in terms of Aved Hashem and serving Hashem. What did you say? If he doesn't do something, he's going to lose the Das again? If a person doesn't have Das, then the Midas, the emotions, are not real and they're not sustainable. They are fleeting delusions. What, what emotions? The love of Hashem or fear and fear of Hashem. Oh. He doesn't have das. What kind of das? Well, Satan, okay. we're going to talk about it. By the time we finish this conversation, everything will be clear. Why you call somebody a Talmud Chacham? That's a good question. Why we call someone a Talmud Chacham? There's a reason for that. We call it because Talmud Chacham has to do with Bittel. Chachma is about Bittel. But that's a, to- that's a topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> the story, a goin is something else entirely. Goin is amount, the body of knowledge that a person has amassed. Okay, the story is told, a story told by uh, one of the mashpiim and Lubavitch, that in Europe, in the in centuries past, so you there are many Eden who made their parnasa, who made their livelihood by um, they had a had inn. Somewhere out, uh, in an, uh, a tavern, somewhere out in the boondocks. And yet many of these Yidin who were from a Yidin, completely illiterate, Ameratsam, they didn't know too much. And, uh, but very often they made a decent living. They wanted to give their children a chinuch, they wanted to give their children and teach them Torah. So as it was standard, they would hire a Malamid. The Malamid would come and live over there by them. The Malamid would teach their children. <laughs> Very often, the Malamid would also double as a person who um, would be able. Would if anything had to be read, because these people were literate; they couldn't read. They couldn't. They couldn't read the Russian, Polish, whatever it was. So, whenever there's a correspondence, the Malamid, who was more literate, would read it for them. So, the story is told about this once. This Yishevnik, this person from one of these uh, somewhere out there, he had a Malamid teaching his children, and one day he receives a letter. He can't read it. So he gives it to the Malamed, the Malamed reads it. It's a letter informing the owner of the tavern that his father had died. So the Malamed first, he takes it, he reads it, and then he, he reads it, you know, he reads it line by line. And when the simple Jew hears that his father passed away, 
he faints. He falls into a dead faint. He's revived. He sits shiva. And afterwards, he goes over to the malam and says, I don't understand something. Something's bothering me. He says, you read the same letter that I heard. Moreover, you read actually what it said. I was only listening to what you were saying. I'm a cliche Hearsay. But I fainted. Why didn't you faint? Because he was his father. Cool. <laughs> what kind of question is that? And what's the answer? As they say in Yiddish, says nish mein tata. It's not my father. But understand what this means over here. In terms of Chachman Bina, there was no difference between the innkeeper and the Malamid. They both understood the exact same thing. That this person, Joel Shmo, had died. Where lie the difference? The difference is in Das, and connection. The Malamid read it. He wasn't connected to it. It's not his father. To him it was something abstract. The innkeeper, it was his father. And a lot of times, we can learn a lot of Torah, we can have a lot of Chachma, we can have a lot of Bina, we can understand a lot. But it's all abstract. I am not connected to it. I don't have that Das. I'm missing that Das. Das means that it's real. That it's part of me. You know, I was thinking, even in English, we have that distinction. If someone says something, not so much conviction, no. Even in English, you have the word no. In other words, if we translate Bina's understanding and Das's knowledge, if, if you tell something to someone, the person says, I understand that. And another person says, I know that. What's the difference between that I understand that and I know that? I, I understand that means I understand it. Yes. I feel for you. It's a little bit abstract. It's a little abstract. I know that. In effect. It's close. I know that. In other words, even in English, the word knowledge has a connotation of connection, much more than the word understanding. Yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing this out, but I, I, I was thinking that I understand that means he now knows it from what the guy... No, 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 no. Uh, no, no. And I know means I knew it before. That could be that. No, no, but I'm saying is you explain something to someone say, do you get it? The person says, I understand. Okay, or another person says, "I know." In other words, yeah, it could have. I'm not. I'm talking about just the word. The word. The word "know" is much stronger than "understand." What's the Much stronger. What's the difference between "I know" or "I believe"? That's for another day, another time. <laughs> the, there's a, the, the famous Rebbe Rabbi Yitzchak of Bardichev. Um. So he came from a family that wasn't chassidim, as was the case with most of the people around this time. It was in the very, very in the infancy of chassidus. And he went off to the Mezitra Magid. And his father-in-law, who wasn't a chassid, wasn't very happy. And he was there for a while, I don't know, a few months, a year, a few years, don't know exactly. And he comes back, and his father-in-law, in a mocking tone of voice, tells him, No, tell me, what did you learn by your great master? What did you gain over there? So I believe Yitzhak answered, now I know that there's a God in this world. <laughs> father must started laughing. He called over, called over the maid and says, come here. Is there a God in this world? Of course. I said, you this a girl. 
says, for the turns to Salomon and says, You went all those years to Mazush to find out what, uh, what she... He says, No, no, you don't understand. She says there's a God. I know there's a God. Das. She says there's a God. I know it. Das. Yeah, but, the, but Das. Das, das means it becomes oh, real. Yeah. Right. Believed in it. So she believed in it. She understood it. Rabbi Yitzhak says, I know. Ich weiß. I know there's a neighbor's there. You know, das alakeya vicha. When Mashiach comes, what's gonna, what, is, what does it say? It says, It's not just that we'll be smarter when Mashiach comes. It's going to be real. We're going to be connected to it. And what do we have when we don't have Das? So the Gemara says, very interesting phenomenon. It says that. That's true. That's true. But also it depends how you define believing. But that's, it's a, belief is another discussion for another time. We'll get to it in two years when we get to Perik, to Perik, Memalaf, Membez, whatever. Yomara says like this, Ganav apuma de machtarta rachmana karya. Which means, Ganav apuma de machtarta. Apuma de means at, on the, at the entrance of the tunnel. Rachmana karya calls out to Hashem, please help me and make sure that I'm successful in my robbery. Smart <laughs> so it. Oh, he's in danger. He's afraid. But think of, but think about that for a second. Sure. Think about that for a second. Think about that disconnect. Think about the hypocrisy, right? Now, you're going right now. You're going to to rob. You're going if you believed in the Abishter, then you would know that the Abishter provides you parnasa, and you know that if the Abishter provides you parnasa, you're not going to make more parnasa by robbing someone else by doing something which the Abishter doesn't want. You know that nothing good can come from this. But you're robbing, but Rachmanakaria, and where does that come from? This disconnect comes from a lack of das. Yeah, I've chachma, I've bina, I understand, I believe, but I'm, is it is it part of my reality? Is it part of who I am? You know, by the way, the Fidigir Rebbe says, the previous Lubavitch Rebbe, he said in one of his talks that in Lubavitch, in the times of his grandfather, the Rebbe Marash, there were two thieves. Everyone knew who they were. He said in the name of Rebbe, Rebbe Shol and Rebbe Shlema, I think their name was. Shol and Shlema. Hamish Aganavim. And they always said that Shabbos and Yom Tev, they don't steal. But they do go check out houses on Shabbos and Yom Tev to see what there is so they can steal during the week. Yeah. <laughs> here were, you know, the Dibur Asr, here, you know, the Dabur Dabur, you know, here is not Asr. They were Lamdanim also, probably. There's this connect that there can be, and yeah, do you know there's a neighbor? Do you, whatever, no. Do you know, yeah, I know, yeah, I understand, yeah, I believe, but is it real? Is it real to you? You know, they talk about Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh, the Gemara says in Brachas, that before Rabbi Yechim and Zakai passed away, his students came into him. False story, he was crying, but getting past that. The students asked him, give us a bracha. And Rabbi Yechim and Zakai said, right? Yeah. That you should fear that the fear of heaven should be upon you like the fear of of a flesh and blood. You should fear Hashem as much as you fear a flesh and blood. 
So the students looked at him and like, I don't know, maybe he lost his mind before he's done. That's all? That's all? I should fear Hashem, the king of kings? I should fear him like I fear a flash of blood? He says, Halavai, yes. And Vaharaya, because when you're doing something bad, what do you say to yourself? Shlayirani Adam, I don't want anyone to see me. We don't care that the Abishter is watching us, but we don't want... Halavai, what was he saying? And the depth of what he's saying is, when another person is seeing you, that's real to you. It's real. And the Abishter, the fact that the Abishter is watching, we believe it, we understand it, but there is no das. It's abstract. It's abstract. Das means when something, when the Abishter watching you becomes as real to you as a person watching you. That's Das. So how do you come to that situation? We're going to get there. How do you get there? We're gonna get, how do you get Das? We're going to get there also. Sorry? That's true. But how do we get to Das? We know that. But you know Malay Chalash Do you behave that way as Malay Chalash That's right. We're missing the Das. We're missing this. How do you get Das? There's a chassid who's a famous elder, elder chassid. His name is Rabbi Yisrael Noyech Blazinski. He was in Russia, and then afterwards, in his later years, he went. He was a mashpia on the yeshiva and the Chabad yeshiva in France. So, in the times of the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, so he once went into Yechidus. He once went into the Rebbe Rashab, but an unrelated issue. He was drafted to the army. He, that night, he, he got uh, he got. Got a letter that he's supposed to come. He wants to know what to do. But instead of answering him, the Rebbe Rashab told him, you should go to the city of Disna. And there Yidu's name is, I forgot his first, uh, Yitzchak, Yitzchak Yafi, better known as Itcha Disner. He should get married to his daughter. Okay, the Rebbe says, you know, you don't... Uh, so he went off to the city of Disna, and he went to the first phone booth that he found and opened the white pages. Today we don't know what phone booths are, or white pages, that matter. And then there, <laughs> that was before that, but he went, he inquired, he found out where the house is. This, by the way, this guy wasn't a chassid. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe a chassid, definitely not a babacha chassid, this, uh, this itcha Disna. Knocks on the door. I'm you, happy you do that. And the door opens up. Who are you? My name is Yisrael Noach, and I'm here to marry your daughter. <laughs> he looked at him like he fell off the roof. Who in the world are you? What kind of chutzpah? Because he looked like a normal person, a bacher. He says, I don't know, but I'm um, Babavach Chassid, and my Rebbe said that I, that I should come and marry your daughter. So the guy says, Listen. Let's go to, I mean, he heard of the Lubavitch Rebbe and he had respect. So let, let me go to, let me, let me go with you to Lubavitch. Let me talk to the Rebbe and see what this is all about. So he went with his wife and they went back with the Bachar and they went to Lubavitch. And the Sitcha Disner went into the Rebbe, to the Rebbe. And he says, Rebbe, tell me, who, who, who is this Bachar? Why, uh, why should I marry my daughter to him? So the Rebbe responded with one statement, with one line. He says, Yisrael Noyach is a bacher that when he's in his bedroom alone, he also has complete Yerash And that uh, the Shidduch was, uh, <laughs> was a done deal at that. In other words, it's not other people, it doesn't make a difference where he is. He has complete Yerash and that comes from And that comes from Das. And interestingly, that's very connected to Bar Mitzvah. 
Because we know that what happens by a bar mitzvah, we don't say that a child becomes a bar chachma or a bar bina. A child becomes a bar das. I have a son who's becoming bar mitzvah, mitzvah in less than two weeks. And I'm experiencing this process because it's not, obviously, it doesn't happen. You know, it's a process, the entering of the das. You know, around the age of 13, um, it's not something the night of the bar mitzvah, boom, you know, you're here and you go there. And uh, my son, Baruch Hashem, is very bright. Chachma he has, and Bina he has. He's always had. And now I'm beginning to see Das by him. What's the difference between a child and an adult? You can have a child who's a lot smarter than an adult. You can have a child who's a child prodigy and he uh, memorized the whole Encyclopedia Britannica. But he's still not a Gadol, he's still not a Bar Das. Bar Das is not about how much you know. Das is not about how much you know but how real and how relevant and how practical it is to you. And that's what, and, and every legal system uh, respects this. We don't, we don't punish minors for their crimes. Why? Ten-year-old child doesn't know that it's wrong to kill? Of course he does. Every ten-year-old child knows it's wrong to kill. So why don't we punish a ten-year-old child if he murders someone? Because there is no das, meaning there's the disconnect between that which he understands See, that which he understands and the actual importance of the thing. And the same thing is why that's why we don't trust children with money. You can have a child that's very smart, understands, theoretically understands the value of a dollar, but there's that disconnect between the mind and the reality. The das, the das, that's really begins around the age of 13. That begins around the age of 13, is when it's not only a child is smart and a child understands and a child has amassed a lot of knowledge, but also it really starts to impact because the person, the person can connect in a real concrete way with that which he understands. The Rebbe once when he was talking about a similar idea, he said a vart that he heard from his father-in-law, he says that in Italy in the beginning of the 20th century, Apparently the situation was very chaotic over there. The political and the everything there was a very difficult situation. It says that a lot of times it happened that people would go to the train station, they needed to catch a train to somewhere. You had your ticket, you go on to the train, and the train had all the fuel it needed and all the coal that it needed. And suddenly everyone's everyone's in the trains and all the you know and all the cars, and suddenly there's a big whistle and the smokestack and the, and a big rumble and a big sound. And the locomotive takes off, but someone had forgot to attach the locomotive to the rest of the train, so the locomotive takes off and the rest of the train remains in the station. And when there is no das, that's exactly what we have over here. The mind takes off, and the mind is where it is, but the rest of, it, the rest of me, the me, my emotions, who I am, all of that remains unimp uh, unimpacted. And that's why we can know something. We, we can know certain things unhealthy and we can do it anyways. We can do things which we know are harmful because we lack das. Das means really, really connect, excuse me, really, really connecting to that which we know. That's what das is. Adam yada chava. Knowing as opposed to understanding, but knowing in a very, very deep and intimate way. Yes. This may not directly have what to do with it, but it has on your story. I never understood, and I still don't, why is the uh, possession or lack of possession of Das by one of the 
uh, supposed spouses, one of the um, spouses. Why is that necessary for a shidduch? What's necessary for a shidduch is if he's a common chacham, he likes to learn, uh, he has good midos, he, he puts food on the table, he likes it, he has a work ethic. As what? you said, unrelated, come to me after class, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> so how do we get thus? Meaning, in a very simple way, we learning something, how do I connect with that which I learn? Because if I, if I don't connect with it, it doesn't impact me. And that's what Alter Rebbe is saying over here. For the Seichel to create Midas, for me to have, you remember you said before, I don't have this, uh, that love for Hashem that David HaMelech has. Why not? Why not? Is Hashem great? Is Hashem kind? Why don't you have that love? Because you don't have Das. I'm not going to say you don't have Das, but obviously your Das is deficient because Das is the key to the Midas. Das is, das is what takes the Chachma and Bina and translate them into Midas. If you don't have Das, then as Alter Rebbe says, you might have some feelings here and there, but they're not real and they're delusions. They're not, they're not permanent, they're not stable because you're not connected to that which you understood. And to have a real impact on the real me. And who is the real me? Is my emotions, my feelings, what I like, what I don't like, my ava, my yira, my love, my fear. To have that real impact, we need to have das. So Alter Rebbe says here very clearly, Alter Rebbe says, how do you get das? He says, It's about... Thinking deeply and strongly about Hashem. It's about meditation, about contemplation, about His Bainanus. There are two types of His Bainanus. There are two types of meditation. There's a Bina meditation and there's a Das meditation. And they're very different one from another. Bina meditation. The definition of Bina is I'm trying to understand something. So when I'm thinking about something and my mind is in Bina mode, I'm seeking, I'm searching, I'm investigating, I'm probing the idea. Once I understand the idea, so let's say I'm having difficulty with the concept of 2 plus 2 is 4. An intellectual difficulty, I don't understand it. I'm obviously giving a very something which is very simplistic, but uh, let's say I'm on the beginning of the road of the, uh, in math, and I, I think, I think, I question, I ponder, I figure it out. I figured it out. Once I figured it out, I could stop. Mission accomplished, right? I understand it. You know, the, the, the joke goes, why do you always find, when you, when you lose something, you always find it in the last place that you look? Why is that? Because after you find it, there's no reason why to keep on looking. <laughs> so once I figured it out, once I figured out this idea, my bina has worked, so I'm finished. So here we see two things about bina. Number one, number one, it's about probing. It's about trying to understand. And number two, there's a limit to how much you have to think. So that's the Binaz Bainanas. 
Das, when you're trying to attain Das, you're not trying to figure anything out. You're not investigating, you're not probing. You're absorbing. By way of example, I don't know if anyone here is, uh, appreciates art. I'm not very into it. But if someone, even if you're not into it, you can imagine that someone who is on, either appreciates art very much or is an artist. And they go to an uh, art museum, they go to the Louvre in France, and they're looking at this beautiful masterpiece. So the first thing that this person is doing is trying to figure it out. Looking at the coloring and the tints and the shades and the lighting and the different techniques that the artist, you're studying it. That's Bina. Bina is when you're trying to figure it out. And then once it's all figured out, you're not, your mind isn't analyzing anymore. Your mind isn't anymore trying to understand anything. You understood it. Then there's just sitting back and looking. And what's the purpose of that? Not to gain any new knowledge, but you're taking it in. Enjoying it? Enjoying it. Soaking it in. Soaking it in. You're not looking at every detail in the picture. You're entering the picture. You're part of the picture. You're connecting to the picture. Whenever we understand something, one way of thinking about something is, I'm analyzing it, but when you do that, you're very removed, it's very abstract. When I'm trying to figure something out, it, be, it remains a very, very cerebral activity. It remains removed from who you are. That's one kind of meditation, and that's important in terms of Bina. But then there's the next thing. You learned something. You learned you learned Chachsidus. You learned about the greatness of Hashem. You had difficulty understanding it. You struggled with it. You mastered it. That was all the Bina. Now there's another step, and this is what we're unaccustomed, because we're used to, once I understand it, I close the book and I fall asleep, because I mission accomplished, I know what I learned. But your journey has just begun. You accomplished the Bina. Now is the time for the Das. And the Das, it has to be long, and it has to be regular. To have Das about Hashem, it's about taking time on a daily basis to think about Hashem, absorb in a very, very personal way also. And that's point number two. Bina is abstract. Das is personal. You have to apply it to yourself. By way of example. So let's say I read a newspaper article about some starving people in Africa. And it has all, there all the facts and all the information. Okay, 61.3% of the people in this country live under the poverty line. 24% of them only have one meal a day. The mortality rate is kach v'kach, is such and such. The average lifespan has been cut due to this. And you read all the information and you have it all figured out and you move on. What did it do to you? What did, that all, what did all that information do to you? Chances are... You'll feel bad for one minute or for two minutes before you move on. What? Depends who you talk to. Okay, if you're a very sensitive person, it'll be ten minutes. But there was no das. What is das? Das is after you finish reading that article. 
you think about it. But you're not trying to figure anything out. Not trying to make sense of it. You're thinking about the implications. Maybe you're imagining yourself over there. Maybe, maybe you take a picture that's worth a thousand words. You look at some pictures of what's going on over there. That's Das. You're looking to connect. You're looking to personally connect. And the same thing is in terms of our relationship with the Eberster. I can have my understanding about how great the Eberster is, and I can think, and imminent and transcendent and everything is worth it. How about you? Where do you come into this picture? What is your relationship with Hashem? Ever thought about that? What does Hashem do for you? Make it personal. Bina doesn't have to be personal. Bina actually is best when it's impersonal. Because the mind, the Bina part of the mind, understanding works best when you remove yourself from the picture and you're objective. Objectivity is the key to Bina. Subjectivity is the key to Das. It's about putting myself into the picture. It's about, I learned this Patrick today. I learned something. Where am I? Where am I in this? We have to find that. And it takes time. It takes time. It's about spending the time of, on, a, on a regular basis. Now, Rabbi uses the word here, Bahasmada. Bahasmada means regularly. It's about spending the time to go, to, t- to make it personal. Das means connecting with what I understand. Absorbing it. That not only, it's not something which I learned but it's something which I connect with. That's what Das is all about. And Das gives birth to Avanira. So I can think about, I, I can have Bina about Hashem all day uh, and understand, but I want Avanira? That is going to require Das. And Das is work. You know why? Why is Das so hard for us? Because Das is where the personal investment comes. As long as I'm learning, it's all fascinating and curious and interesting and beautiful. But Das requires me to put myself into the picture. And we, we like, we enjoy remaining detached. What? The Bina does not connect? Sorry? Bina does not connect. No, no. no. Oh. Bina is by nature is transcendent. Uh-huh. In the Kabbalah, it's called Makifim de Bina. Right. Das can mean any area of life. Over here, since we're talking about the neshama, so we're here we're talking about das of Hashem. But the truth is, in every area of life, we could use das. Yeah, but that's not going to give you uh, 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 yera and ava having das. Of it'll give you other. It'll give you other emotions. Uh, I'm you, even in a simple level. You want to go on a diet, das. That's what you're missing. Right. In other words, because you have all the information about all the, the, you know, the risks and this and the, that, all the things. So why isn't it impacting you? Because you're missing your das. Saying there's das in the... Here we're talking about in the context of Avedis Hashem. And here we're talking about das of Hashem. But in general, das, das is maturity. That, that's what we're saying. Bar mitzvah means das. Das means being mature, being connected. And das hurts. But it's a whole different category we're dealing with Hashem. Because have das for Hashem, you need a moon of pshuta. You're talking about a, a moon. No, no, I'm not talking about a I'm not referring to Munapshut at all. Das is a product Das is a product of the intellect of Bina. Das follows Bina. And Munapshuta is Chachma. And from that but that's a different Bina place. Yes. And then you have Das. But it all it, it, Das means it becomes very, very real to you. There's a Pasak in Mishli which says Yosef Das Yosef Machif. <coughs> pain. pain. Wow. 
Mm. What does that mean? Yosef das, Yosef machev. The more das you have, the more pain you have. Because you know how much you, 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 you don't know. You always know how much you don't know. And you know, you always know how inadequate you are. But when you connect to that knowledge, how painful is that? Terrible. So why should you want das? If it's painful, why should you want it? You, want it to, you, want, you would like to be, cover it up, be aggressive. Because life is about pain. Life is about feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're not in touch with... You can't be in touch with your own pain. You can't be in touch with someone else's pain without Das. Das means connection. If you're missing connection, if you're not connected to yourself, and you're not connected to others, there is no life. So you're numb. You're not feeling pain. Great. You're not alive. Das is about connecting. Connecting intimately with whatever you come in contact with. In terms of Avedis Hashem, it means we understand the greatness of Hashem. And very often we suffice with that. We understand and we're happy and we go to sleep. To say it's not enough is an understatement. Because that you're saying, like, you got to 50%, but you didn't get to 100%. You didn't get anywhere. Because if, if you understand the Abishter, we didn't connect to that knowledge, then you'll go and you'll do steal from someone and you'll ask the Abishter for help. You just don't understand the is connection. So if you, un- you can't understand the Abishter without connecting. No. No, you can't connect without understanding. Right, and, I, and you, you can, can understand without connecting. You can't connect without understanding. You can understand without connecting, but it's all cerebral. It's all exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but if you don't understand, you can't connect because if you don't understand, then there's nothing to connect to. In other words, you have to have an idea, which you're connecting to. That is the bina. But if you only have the bina and you're not connected to it, so you're in one place and your knowledge on Hashem is another place, and uh, you remain the same third. <laughs> you haven't said how you do make how that connection is. I think I think we said it very clearly. It's a it, it it's 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 cognitive exercise. That means you finish learning. Take three minutes to personalize it. Mm. Take three minutes to sit and think and absorb it and personalize it. That's 